When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Fresh off SMU Pro Day, but we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast Thursday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday evening. I'm coming at you with the recruiting-only edition of the podcast, both for SMU football and SMU basketball. Lots to talk about on both fronts. Some new offers going out on the football side of things some key visitors hitting campus, as well as Tyler Aronson, the 2024 SMU quarterback commit in town for a week-long visit. And we're going to talk about some transfer portal targets for SMU basketball as well. So let's dive on in in and lead off with the news that Tyler Aronson is here for an extended stay in Dallas to see SMU during spring practice. He's with his whole family. He's been committed to SMU since the summer. He had multiple Power 5 offers. Uh, He wrapped up his first season at Vero Beach High School in South Florida this past year uh, as a junior, completing 66% of his passes, uh, showing why he's one of the top quarterbacks in the state of Florida in the 2024 recruiting class. And I got a chance to go out to see him work out privately over at Highland Park High School. And I can tell you, there's only so much you could kind of take away from going out and seeing a workout that you saw. There really weren't many uh, wide receivers that were Division One quality and things like that out there running around. They were working a lot on techniques. But I liked what I saw. And you can see kind of on some of the, the clips here, he's in the white uh, with the black hat, kind of on the far side of the field. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, the clips are also on our YouTube channel. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content like that. Uh, but... He's very natural. I think he's got a really nice movement with his arm. Uh, He's able to, you know, really show off that arm strength. And I I feel like when I look at Tyler Aronson, he's got the tools to be a high-level quarterback at the next level, mainly because of that quick release and just his arm motion. I think it's very natural. I think he moves well on the run and is able to push the ball down the field Um, It was windy out there in this workout. So I I liked what I saw. Again, it was something where you didn't necessarily see uh, him throwing to Division I caliber receivers by any means. And there's only so much you can take away from that because of it. Uh, But I really liked what I saw just from an arm strength and ability to kind of drive the ball down the field um, in those, you know, kind of seam routes and and throwing the out route, um, things like that. So uh, got a chance to spend some time watching him on Sunday, just right after he had landed in Dallas. And now he's going to be on campus and is on campus for the rest of the week. Uh, He leaves on Saturday, so he's taken in Tuesday's practice. Um, He got an extended look, um, you know, at meetings with the team throughout the week. He was in there Monday. He was in there Tuesday. Um, I'd imagine he was in there Wednesday, um, even with Pro Day going on, just kind of, you know, being able to soak up what this team goes through on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, good on SMU to get him committed so early. Uh, they pushed their chips in on him very early. You know, this is somebody that 
they scouted back when they were at Miami. They were pressing for him there. And they continued as soon as they got to SMU. And you can tell just kind of watching him and his family kind of move around SMU practice on Tuesday, uh, how comfortable they are uh, on the hilltop. So uh, he was sporting the SMU uh, Triple D sweatshirt out there. So Tyler Aronson, that's kind of the biggest news of the week in terms of, you know, recruiting news is having your quarterback commit for the class, especially when he's out of state in the state of Florida, be on campus for a pretty much a full week. Um, that's, you know, shows where his commitment stands, uh, shows how much he values the time around SMU. He'll enroll early on the Hilltop and get a chance to uh, jump right in to that SMU offense and, uh, you know, start learning. And that's key. That's that, that's that important time for quarterbacks to really get that opportunity to get ahead when it comes to fall, fall camp. Obviously, Preston Stone will still be on campus. Kevin Jennings will still be on campus. Keldrick Luster will have wrapped up what will likely be a redshirt season. Uh, but when you have that time to spend on campus in terms of being around the program, you really get a good idea for what you're going to go through. So maybe you're not as uh, necessarily deer in the headlights uh, as some true freshmen can be uh, when it comes to getting on campus. So um, shows his commitment for him to be here for a week. SMU's got a good one in Tyler Aronson. I'm really excited to see him compete as a senior. I'm really expecting him to uh, do some pretty good things this year and, and maybe uh, get a bump in the rankings, um, you know, part of things. So he was highly touted very early on, and uh, he's looking to put an exclamation point on his high school career with a strong senior season. So, with that news out of the way to kind of lead things off, I do have to tell you guys about our friends at Dank Vodka, Dank Spirits. Um, we introduced them last week on the podcast, uh, and we're thrilled about the opportunity to work with Dank, um, with Trey. Uh, we're going to give you guys his uh, tastings that are coming up um, next week. So he's going to be around Texas, uh, you know, getting out to Total Wine and being able to uh, share the first terpene-based uh, vodka with you guys uh, around Texas. He's going to be in the Austin area. He's going to be around uh, Dallas a little bit uh, throughout the month. So um, we love uh, Dank Vodka. This is uh, you know certainly uh, a vodka where it's it's without uh, it's gluten free, doesn't have any added sugars. It, it is uh, you know really enjoyable to sip on. And um, look, I got done with SMU Pro Day, and. Uh, I'm kind of relaxing. I'm, I'm trying to finish up some content uh, for you guys on the site. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, uh, a look at just how smooth it is uh, to sip on Dank Vodka. Uh, it is, uh, again, no added sugars, um, no, you know, um, really uh, extra kind of crap in there, for lack, lack of a better term. And you can really just kind of sip on it. Um, and just enjoy it. So cheers to you guys. I'm recording this as happy hours going on. This is the perk of being on YouTube. You can kind of do this here. So cheers to you guys. Thank you uh, for all the support uh, from Dank Vodka. That's what they like to say with Trey uh, and his crew there. So if you want to support a Texan, want to support a veteran, a U.S. Army veteran, uh, check out Dank Vodka. It's in Specs. It's in Total Wine. And it's uh, available uh, on Drizzly as well. So we'll post more on the site about it, uh, as well as where he'll be as far as the tastings go. You guys can come see Dank Vodka and try it for yourself. Talk to Trey. Uh, he is awesome. 
Uh, we've really enjoyed this partnership so far. So we appreciate Trey, Gank Vodka uh, for supporting the podcast. So cheers to you guys uh, and Dank responsibly, as they say. So with that in mind, uh, moving on uh, to uh, the rest of the podcast that I promised you guys, of course, we have some new offers to run down from SMU football. And I wanted to take the time to kind of go through these because they're pretty important in my mind. Both go out in the class of 2024 to two guys that I'm extremely high on. And I want to lead off uh, with one uh, in particular, because if you are on on theponyexpress.com, you can subscribe for $10 a month. You could try us for seven days uh, before, you know, you're, you're locked in at $10 a month or hundred dollars for a year, however you want to go about it. And he is somebody that just shined at Under Armour Dallas. We were there. We shared our report with you guys, um, our subscribers at the site. Uh, and that is 2024 Saxy Edge prospect, Chetta Ophili. This is a guy that checked in at a shade under 6'4", checked in around 215 pounds. He clocked a 4.5940, a 4.5 shuttle, 35-inch vertical. And oh, by the way, his wingspan is almost seven feet wide. So he is a freaky athlete. He was at SMU on Tuesday for practice with a bunch of his teammates, including 2025 four-star wide receiver Kalik Lockett. Uh, so a top 10 receiver in the country was on campus as well Tuesday. Um, we'll have a full reaction uh, from Kalik, especially on uh, SMU's push for him. Rob Likens, Danny West, Keenan Hall, all pushing for him in the 2025 class. Uh, he shares some thoughts on the visit, kind of where his recruiting stands. So be sure to check that out on the site Thursday morning. We'll have that up for you guys. Um, lots of recruiting content overall on the site these days. But Chetta is somebody that has really played his recruitment pretty low key. He's now got an SMU offer. Um, they gave it to him in person. He got to meet, be around the staff, did the whole photo shoot, did everything with the coaching staff. Um, and now SMU is kind of thrust in the middle of this recruitment with Texas Tech. Vanderbilt just offered. He had really kind of been flying under the radar. And now he's got these major offers. And I feel like this is the time where SMU has to put the pedal down for him. You have a freaky athlete like him who's right in your backyard. We could kind of discuss whether or not they should, probably should have offered him earlier. Uh, but he absolutely blew up at the Under, Under Armour Dallas camp. SMU at this point is, like we've talked about on this podcast, going to shoot high. They're not going to reach. They're not going to reach high school prospects. If they feel like somebody is a reach, they're going to go address in the portal. If they miss on some of their top targets, they're going to address in the portal. And that's kind of to minimize the chance of having guys who can't necessarily play and help your team be on the roster for multiple years. But Chet Ophelia, I feel like, look, you never know how a guy's going to end up at the college level, but an athlete like him is going to help you regardless. He might take some time. To put it all together, he needs a weight room. He needs a nutrition program. Uh, but he has that natural athleticism. And the thing that impressed me the most about him at the Under Armour Dallas camp, especially if you watch the clips um, on uh, on the Pony Express YouTube's channel, is just how hard he plays. He gave it his all every single rep. And it was noticeable in a pretty impressive defensive line group. So I love this offer. Chetto Ophelia picks one up while on campus. Um 
a really highly um, uh, a high upside uh, type of prospect that SMU now has an offer out to. And when it comes to the edge position, uh, we saw Logan Thomas, who's out of Katie Paytow. He kind of trimmed his list down. SMU didn't make the cut. Looks like he's going to go power five. Now you start to look at your list and say, all right, who's next? They made the move on Chet Ophelia. It's a smart one. I like SMU getting an offer in uh, to him uh, after that strong performance at UA Dallas. Now, the next offer, 2024, uh, Pearland, Texas, uh, Glenda Dawson, defensive lineman. I'm going to call him a defensive lineman because after seeing him at Under Armour Dallas, I feel like he's going to grow into a defensive lineman and not necessarily stay at that edge spot. He's 6'6", 225. Um, at the very least, he's a strong side defensive end uh, going into next year's uh, class. <clears throat> but uh, Ed Smith, um, he's a top 35 overall edge prospect on the on three industry ranking. Houston leads the on three recruiting prediction machine. Now SMU has jumped into the mix. He's another one that had a really strong showing at that camp over the weekend um, or two weekends ago. And you're going to see his stock blow up. So now SMU's offered him. SMU really likes these kind of jumbo, strong side edge, you know, kind of almost a defensive tackle type. Um, and Ed Smith really moved around well uh, out there at Under Armour Dallas. Um, I was impressed with him. He's got some power five offers, Nebraska, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Colorado, Texas Tech. But he really has uh, a really nice frame to him. He's got, you know, high energy, high effort again. Um, and SMU is able to re review that film uh, thanks to the underclassroom report. So now the next step is getting him on campus. Uh, he's somebody from the Houston area. SMU is going to, you know, recruit and, you know, push really hard for. Him. And we'll kind of see where things go with Ed Smith. <clears throat> kind of want to close out the SMU football recruiting portion of this podcast with just some overall thoughts. And you look at the class, they sit there with Tyler Aronson and uh, Wildman uh, committed in the class of 2024, uh, Jim Cauley, of course, out of Dallas South Oak Cliff. And this is the time of year that we start to see guys begin to schedule official visits. Uh, they'll get on campus for camps this summer uh, at SMU. And that first week of June was when recruiting really took off for SMU's 2023 class. We saw pretty much most of them commit, jump on board, and then for the most part stayed pretty firm. There are a couple here or there um, that obviously defected, but um, this is the time of year that you're going to see where your efforts have, have brought you. So who are the guys that are really interested? Who are the guys that are going to set official visits, come see your campus, and then make that decision to either commit or not? Um I think this is a pretty talented group that they're after. I think there are some positions that you're going to be surprised at by who they bring in for official visits, at least, you know, on the back end in the secondary, for example, I think that's a position group uh, that is really looking strong as far as official visitors go. We'll kind of see how the dust settles on a lot of these guys, but overall um, you have got to, uh, really like what they're starting to build momentum wise and in, in terms of that, that sot, that area of the ball. Um, and so we'll continue to track it, but I do think it's relatively quiet in a sense that they're getting these guys on campus for quality time. They're going to host a little Friday night thing 
uh, on campus with some top prospects this weekend. So check that, check out that. We'll have notes on that uh, at On the Pony Express. They're going to have more guys come to campus for practice on Thursday. Um, and they're going to have guys on campus throughout the spring. So you're going to want to pay attention to who's on campus, who's showing that genuine interest, <clears throat> and then being able to really assess who is uh, a huge target and a potential commitment for the staff. I think they're going to have a good idea by the, on that. Uh, really by the end of April, and then they can kind of start planning ahead and start kind of calibrating how they'll go about some of maybe their secondary targets um, that they want to see more of, maybe get them up to camp and things like that, um, and and go from there. But this is a class that <clears throat> I really do think has the potential to be a good one in terms of quality. I think they're going to be careful in terms of quantity. Again, I don't think they want to reach. Um, I want to believe that they're going to really have a disciplined approach in not reaching this year. They know what the buzz is around the future of this program potentially and going to the Pac-12. If that happens, they can't have project type players that they would be recruiting even for the AAC, especially, you know, that would set back the bottom, you know, uh, fifth of the roster that you can't necessarily have <clears throat> in that sense. Um, it'll hold you back in a big way. So, I expect them to be particular about who they go after, and we're going to see that in the official visits. We'll have a lot more on that. We've already, you know, clued you guys in on on one guy who said an official visit um, for SMU. Of course, David Cabongo, uh, the defense back out of Trophy Club, Byron Nelson. Uh, more recruiting scoop like that. Subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. And as recruiting heats up, you'll see more of these recruiting podcasts, of course. Moving into the back portion of the podcast. We're jumping into SMU basketball, and I wanted to kind of run down the list of a few guys that catch my eye in terms of transfer targets and also kind of share a couple notes that I've picked up from different sources. Obviously, SMU got big news right as the season was ending when Zurich Phelps announced he was returning. But on the flip side of that, we saw their first departure, Jefferson Kulabale, uh, the Canadian who transferred from Washington State to SMU before the season. Uh, 6'3", average 1.6 points, uh, almost a rebound and uh, almost an assist a game in 18 games played. He was pretty banged up from what I had heard. Um, I talked to a couple sources just because, you know, obviously, this is a guy that came in and SMU um, was fairly uh, familiar with what he had going in terms of both injury but also talent level, and it just didn't pan out. He was injured, and now it's an opportunity for him to get a fresh start somewhere else, um, maybe find a bigger role because he certainly wasn't getting that at SMU, but also he needs to get healthy. And I think there, this was a you know, pretty good conversation that kind of came out at the end of the season. Uh, he, he did everything they asked of him you know, off the court, on the court, uh, just didn't work out. So um, that opens up really, I mean, if we're counting the four seniors that were honored and then Jefferson Kulabale, that's five scholarships now for SMU with Rob Lanier to work with. And one thing I really picked up, and I'm not saying this to say that everything's going to be better because of this, and they're going to get a bunch of really good players, and all of a sudden this roster is going to be, you know, right in the top two of the AAC, the new look AAC. Um, they have had a lot of time to really address this transfer portal and scout it. And you think of what SMU football did in the transfer portal this year. That is so impressive. 
this staff wasn't even here. They got hired. Rob Lanier got hired March 27th, I believe, last year. So we're sitting here right now with this window that is ongoing. And SMU's staff wasn't here last year for, for this. There wasn't necessarily a window, but there was the end of the season. They've been able to kind of get their feelers out. They've been able to really take a look at what they need, obviously, which is a lot of things. We all know that. But they're in a totally different position from last year to this year. There are some coaching staffs that can turn it around in a year. We see that from just good coaching. We see that from bringing players with you um, from your previous stop. I mean, heck, I, I saw it with LSU in the worst way. They brought some of their players that uh, Matt McMahon helped you know, win uh, the Ohio Valley with. And they won two league games this past year. Now, it's a big jump for a lot of those guys to the SEC. But there are different ways to skin a cat. And SMU made some mistakes evaluation-wise, I think, last year. I think a lot of people would believe that. Uh, there are some parts of this team that were unacceptable, like free throw shooting. And there are a lot of things that they have to fix. And one of them is get a point guard. And Rob Lanier said that before this season is he was already kind of starting to feel it, that they needed one. And, you know, right off the bat, SMU is going to get a point guard in um, for an official visit this weekend. It's Heisher Miller from Temple. Uh, he started all 32 games, played 27 minutes. Um, they rotated a lot, kind of more so at Temple. Um, they're going through a coaching change. Um, he did improve from about 31% from the field to 37%, finished with 8.6 points per game, three rebounds, 3.8 assists, has three years left uh, from what it seems like to me, 6'1", It's pretty quiet around him, but all I've seen is Richmond and Fordham are after him. I got to assume that there are other teams involved. I mean, you get a guy like this who started as many times as he did, there, there are probably others involved, but uh, a Twitter account out of Temple uh, tweeted that Richmond and Fordham were the early names, like right as he went into the portal. Um, so we'll kind of see, but he is expected to get to SMU this weekend. That can give them somebody to kind of maybe step in uh, to maybe be that starting point guard if he can continue to develop. But on the flip side of that, if not, this is your backup point guard to whoever that bell cow point guard is that you're going to find to play alongside Zurich Phelps. Um, and he can give you quality minutes. I mean, there's he's proven that in the AAC. One thing that I think is is different from football, and it's not lost on basketball, is this Pac-12 realignment stuff. It has to go SMU's way for this basketball program. Um, it just helps them so much, especially just because of how the new look AAC is looking basketball wise. They have. They, they need this Pac-12 uh, deal to go through. So um, I think you'd see the quality of player they're able to attract kind of go up. There's buzz around it. They can only sell so much of that in a sense. Um, but uh, I will say that the Pac-12 realignment stuff going SMU's way sooner rather than later would really help with some of these transfers. But Heisher Miller, they prioritized him. They're getting him on campus right away. Another one they prioritize is Amari Abram from Ole Miss. He's a freshman uh, who came off the bench, uh, averaged eight points a game, two rebounds, two assists. Uh, he's one of the best transfers in the country. He's from Port Arthur, Texas originally, so he's got some in-state ties that SMU could certainly you know, push on. Um, Georgia, uh, LSU, Maryland, Ole Miss, and SMU are the programs he's talking to the most. 
Um, we've also seen Houston kind of kick the tires on him as well. He's very talented. He's one of the best transfers in the country. He's got that upside to him. If SMU got him on board, I think between him and Aishir Miller, if they were to get both, that is a really strong backcourt um, just in terms of building blocks, building blocks for the point guard position. And I'll talk about some other options, of course, here in a moment, but they have got to add relatively young talent to this point guard spot and let them duke it out. Guys that have upside, like Amari Abram, I love what kind of high sheer Miller brings to the table as far as has a high, a relatively high assist production uh, rate in his minutes per game. He's willing to rebound. Um, he's improved as a shooter. Um, those are two guys that right off the bat, you kind of look at and you're like, okay, I could see it versus, all right, well, so-and-so was decent at X school. Now we've got to project them to this. And there's just a lot of different things uh, that they've got to um, got to piece together. And some guys will pan out. Some guys won't. I mean, I would have thought FAODG would have been for, you know, a second team, all AAC type player, but he wasn't. So it's an inexact science in a sense, but they've got to get some high upside guys to kind of throw in there and, you know, start to get a, a real building block and plan instead of kind of a hope and a prayer. And that goes for every position on the team. Uh, two guys that I want to highlight at the point guard spot um, or guard, combo guard, uh, Chauncey Gibson from Clemson. He was former Dallas Kimball player. SMU got backdoored by Clemson under Tim Jankovic's staff. Uh, that was the one where he was just taking the visit to take the visit before committing to SMU. If you were on our prior site. Um, and that's when I just threw in the towel on covering uh, recruiting under that staff, quite honestly, uh, at least high school recruiting. But he redshirted this past year at Clemson uh, as a true freshman. He's, he was incredibly thin. Um, he's one of those kids that absolutely needs a weight room, needs nutrition, needs that support um, because he just didn't necessarily have it in high school. Um, so they redshirted him, really just said, eat, 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 and uh, work out. And that's kind of what he did. So since entering the portal, Texas A&M, SMU, Arizona State, NC State, Tulsa, Santa Clara, George Washington, UMass, and others um, are after him. And we'll kind of see how this one goes. I think this is one where he could be a nice long-term play for SMU. Potentially, we know what he did as a high school senior um, and, and just kind of how talented he was. I do think there are other options out there. I'm interested to see how they approach this one um, because he obviously didn't play at all at Clemson. There's obviously the reason. I've kind of fact-checked that uh, with some of the Clemson people I know, but he is, is still somebody that doesn't have college tape. So you can't necessarily bank on him coming in and being a starter at point guard, which SMU needs in a big way. So that's another one to monitor. That was one that SMU had a good bit of early buzz. So we'll kind of see how that one unfolds. And then just before I jumped on the podcast, TCU point guard, PJ Haggerty, he redshirted this, this year as well, but he played in six games, uh, racked up 2.8 points, 1.5 rebounds and an assist per game. Uh, really kind of impressive prospect uh, from Crosby, Texas. Originally, he could be an intriguing one. He was one of the best prospects uh, in the state of Texas coming out um, of uh, of high school um, and ended up, you know, signing with TCU. So maybe 
Uh, he's somebody that uh, SMU could kick the tires on, a 6'3 combo guard uh, that they could kind of let develop behind Zurich Phelps and Jalen Smith and kind of, you know, allow him to take that next step. And maybe that he catches fire like another former TCU guard did at SMU a few years back. So um, those are some guard options. Uh, and I'll kind of end with a trio of big men that caught my eye. A couple are guys that have recently picked up SMU interest. Another is uh, right from the get-go, SMU is on. I'll lead off with him. Texas Tech transfer forward, Robert Jennings. He's going to be highly sought after in a sense, it looks like. Virginia, Houston, West Virginia, A&M, Utah, Tulsa, St. Louis, and SMU are after him. He was a freshman this past year at uh, in Lubbock. 30 games with four starts, 2.7 points, 1.9 rebounds. And he's a 6'7 forward, originally from DeSoto, Texas. So... That would be a nice, de like, developing forward who's played and started in the Big 12. Um, certainly, Texas Tech did not have the season that they would have, you know, thought they would have had. And certainly, things went south there pretty quickly. Um, but he is in the transfer portal. He is a local guy. And so, SMU, I think, should be turning up the heat on him. You know, they've got some nice pieces in Mo and Jai and Keon Ambrose Hilton who could still develop and things like that. Robert Jennings looks like somebody that I would be, you know, all over if I'm SMU at the very least. You have a guy who's going to give you three solid years from what it looks like in his development. Um, and he's from DeSoto. He's from, you know, the Dallas area. So that's big. Two more who are kind of out there a little bit, but one is from uh, one is from Texas. Um, and I'll start with him. Uh, Tifale Lennard Jr. from Middle Tennessee. You'll love to hear this, SMU fans, All-Conference USA defensive team, as well as an honorable mention on the All-Conference team. Uh, he's He led the country with 12 games uh, in being able to have multiple steals and blocks a game in the country. So really impressive defensive player. He also added 7.6 points, 3.7 rebounds per game. 6'7", he's from Snyder, Texas, Ole Miss, Memphis, SMU, Nebraska, Wake, and Utah State are after him. Uh, again, he's somebody that kind of just burst onto the portal scene, uh, and SMU has gotten in contact with him. So that would be a really nice one. Again, a Texas guy, you can push for him. He brings you some size. He brings you defensive tenacity. It's a relatively similar level to play um, in terms of what CUSA and AAC is now going to be. Um, unfortunately, but, um, Lennard is somebody that could be looking to move up another level. That's why, again, the PAC 12 kind of that realignment, more momentum behind that would certainly help a guy like him when you're battling some of those programs. If those are the ones that end up pressing for him, that would be a big, big help, um, for SMU. So finally, uh, Tyson cloud, uh, or Claude, uh, from Western Carolina, he originally transferred there. Uh, from Moorhead State. He's got two years left after starting his career at Moorhead. 6'8", 240, so a big body. Uh, he started 28 of 31 games, averaged 26 minutes, 15.4 points, 8.6 rebounds, and he shot 52% from the field. So I like him as well. He's another one that is, has kind of burst onto the scene as far as the transfer front goes. Um, he's from North Carolina, so I'm interested to see kind of, you know, where things go from there. Um, he's kind of stayed on the East Coast uh, in a way, having started his career at Moorhead. Uh, but 
he's intriguing. Uh, he's had production and SMU's after him as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on those guys. Uh, and that's really it. Um, I don't really have too much more to add on the transfer front for SMU basketball outside of this. I do think they're going to be multiple players on campus from the transfer portal this weekend for SMU. We will be tracking it. So again, subscribe. Um, I gave you guys one that was out there that was publicly reported. So obviously we talked about Highshear Miller is going to be on campus this weekend, but SMU is going to have uh, more guys on campus. So be sure to grab yourself a subscription and we'll break it all down for you and continue to track it as Rob Lanier and his staff, they've got to rebuild this roster uh, in a big way with some immediate impact players. So we'll be tracking it at ontheponyexpress.com. We just hit the 850 subscriber mark on our YouTube channel. So appreciate you guys who have subscribed. Click that subscribe button. Please help us get to 1,000. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, even if they don't watch, uh, a little click of that subscribe button would mean a lot. Finally, got to remind you guys about our friends at Dank Vodka. Uh, again, we appreciate the uh, partnership with Trey and the entire Dank crew um, bringing you guys this pre-prohibition style uh, vodka uh, from Texas. Uh, it is distilled and uh, it, it is distilled uh, 48. Uh, it is filtered for 48 hours and distilled six times uh, and distilled continuously over and over again uh, for a few more hours to really take out all of those, you know, uh, unwanted, um, you know, just things in there, um, all the impurities and, uh, gives you guys this really clean tasting vodka. Again, the, the bottle is really cool. Uh, Trey and I are working on some fun things with the bottle as well, maybe for the summer. Uh, so you guys can pick up a bottle at your local total wine and specs and also available on drizzly. Uh, so check it out. It's odorless, flavorless. Uh, and that gives you that pre-prohibition style, you know, uh, vodka that a lot of people crave, you know, a vodka that you can just sip on the rocks. As you guys saw, I poured it right into a rocks glass and going to enjoy that now that the podcast is wrapping up. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys on Thursday with another edition of the pod before we send you guys out into the weekend. We'll break down pro day as well as SMU spring practice uh, Thursday and some takeaways from the Mustangs getting back onto the field uh, we'll talk all about that on our Thursday edition of the podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Catch all the SMU Pro Day content on the site, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and have a good one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.